Coming all the way from Canada. You done traveling all the world. Bring to you right here this rap. Live from T Dot. From the 416. You know how we do. Up north. You know how we do up north. Up late, all night, working in the studio. Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow. Every time I get up on stage, man... All right, everyone, welcome to the Evening Queue. This is Misha Peterzak filling in for Miles Wolf. Uh, Miles Wolf has been away for a while, but uh, I also have been away for a while, and we haven't done a recording in a while as well. And I will tell you the reason why. Um, I have been away in South Africa the last couple weeks, and I was going to do an episode over there, but I figured I might as well just uh, do it when I get back and when my mind is more right. So this is this episode. And I must admit, though, this this episode is going to be a little bit more somber um, than usual. It's not going to be as funny, although I'm going to try and make it funny. But that, then again, I don't even know if anyone's even last listening to this or if they are, if they're even laughing, because who knows. Uh, so anyway, let's get into the meat of things. I went to South Africa a couple weeks ago, and I was there for two weeks. And this episode I wanted to really dedicate to my grandma over there. My grandma uh, is South African from my mom's side. And for this episode, I wanted to talk about what my grandma has taught me in life. And this is a time where I think COVID has really made people reflect on their lives and everything. So I know I sure have. So I will reflect on my grandma today. And I have a reason why I'm doing this, which I will get into just in a little bit. So stick around. Uh, This one episode will be something you want to listen to. So without further ado, my grandma, uh, obviously, like I just said, from South Africa. So I didn't really get to see her that much in life, basically being on halfway across the world from each other. And what she has taught me in life, it has been really, um, how would I say, unexpected that she would teach me so much because, you know, everyone thinks old people don't know anything anymore. But really, old people are the most wise people on this planet, on the planet Earth. And the first thing my grandma actually taught me was about dentures. She actually taught me what dentures were because before her, I had... No idea what those were. I did not know people had fake teeth. I really didn't. Me being, you know, under 10 years old at the time when I found out was mind-blowing. My mind was freaking blown. I was so shocked. And I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you the story of how, how she taught me what dentures were. And she didn't really even ex- expect to teach me about this. She didn't even plan to, but it just happened based on my stupidity at the time. So my grandma came to Canada in, I think it was, yeah, the year was 2007, and she came with my, my aunt, uh, my two cousins at the, at the time, and grandma was using the bathroom that I usually use in my parents' house growing up. So one day, one night actually, I went inside to that bathroom. Grandma was already using it. But anyway, grandma was, in, was with my parents somewhere in the house, I don't know, watching TV or something. I went in just to get my toothbrush. Innocent little Misha. Just walking into his bathroom, getting his toothbrush. And right next to, you know how everyone 
holds their toothbrush in a cup next to the sink, just like I did. Held my uh, toothbrush in the cup next to the sink, and I was reaching for it, and then I just noticed there's another cup next to that cup with my toothbrush in it. And lo and behold, it was a cup filled with water, and guess what was inside? A nice set of teeth. A nice set of teeth with the gums still attached and everything. I was freaking screaming at the time. I could not believe that people had fake teeth. I always thought grandma had real teeth. Um, and then, after this discovery, my mind was blown. So, anyway, that's how I found out about what dentures were. And I went running downstairs. I was like, Grandma, 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 oh my God, where's your teeth? And she just smiles, with, smiles at me with, obviously, no teeth in her mouth. Gums all flappy and everything, just hee 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 You know, I can't re really remember what she said to me, but uh, she said yes. Something like, you know, yeah, most old people have fake teeth, and it is very true. Um, my other grandma also fake teeth, but hey, whatever. Another thing my grandma has taught me also was, how do I frame this? Praying to God and that God, um, whatever God you believe in, you know, God is always there watching out for you and blah, blah, blah. Now, I know there's a lot of people in the world that are atheist or don't, you know, don't believe in any religion. And that's fine. That's, that's your choice. Really, there's nothing wrong with not believing in, in, uh, in any religion. But I grew up in a Catholic family. Both sides of my family were Catholic. And let's just say, as I grow up, or as I grew up over time, I stopped going to church regularly. And I still consider myself, ca myself Catholic, but let's just say I'm non-practicing. I'm a non-practicing Catholic because I haven't been to church in a few years, actually. But I still... Uh, because of grandma, uh, she would always, you know, tell me that God is always watching you. You know, God is always there for you. Just pray to God and he will help you, blah, 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 um, and so forth. And when I was young, I didn't really appreciate that kind of wisdom or that kind of advice. But uh, to this day now, I've used that. And uh, I actually ride a motorcycle, and what I actually do every time I go out now, every time I go out on the bike, I say a little prayer as I'm on the road, just before um, I start to go fast and break laws and everything, you know, breaking speed limits left, right, and center, you know, wheeling down, uh, down downtown streets, you know, just for the girls, right? It's only for the girls. But, um, yeah, so Grandma's wisdom of praying to God has um, instilling that on me I do that for very certain occasions, just because God has will protect me. And just so you know, since I started doing that, I started doing that actually after my, my first and to this day only accident on the motorcycle a couple years ago. I started doing that, uh, praying every time I go out on the bike and nothing has happened since. Never had an accident since. So except for someone, I won't say who, someone dropped my bike one time. I think that person knows who they are. Anyway, um, another thing that I've learned from my grandma as well is how to treat dogs. Now, you might say, well, Misha, that's easy, how to treating dogs. Uh, there's really nothing to it. Well, I will say, um, in North America, people treat dogs 
like like humans. They treat them actually, some people actually treat them better than their own frickin' children, right? I mean, dogs in the strollers with the little shoes on, with the little jacket and everything. Um, dogs just being pampered, really not having to exercise or do anything or be a frickin' dog. Well, in South Africa, and maybe this is just, you know, the class of people that my family is um, and how they grew up, you know, how they were taught to raise dogs and stuff. But dogs are always outside, always outside the house, never inside. Whereas here, that would that would be unheard of. You would be called, um, you know, how to, what, what's the word? A mistreater of animals, let's say. You would be fined and charged with everything for uh, blah, blah, you know, something with your animal. And then the animal would be confiscated from you onto the SPCA. And there you go. You're left without your, your dog. Well, in South Africa, no, that's not how it works. If you have your dog in your house, you must be rich. Plain and simple. If, you're, <laughs> if your uh, dog is outside, you're, you're a real South African. That's Most of the country is like that because your dog is supposed to protect uh, you and your house and your property and everything from thieves and burglars and looters. And that's really what dogs are for over there. Now, I don't can't say that, you know, I don't like aspects of either situation, right? Or that I, yeah, I mean, I like dogs in the house, you know, as long as they're nice and everything. Now, outside the house can also be good too. If you're living in a dangerous area, you need your guard dog, right? So my grandma always taught me that dogs are always outside the house, plain and simple. Uh, if they ever got in the house... You know, she'd be yelling them like, get back, get out of the house. Dog, you dog. Yeah, that's my uh, South African accent that I picked up from my grandma. That's, oh, that's the other thing she taught me is the South African accent, really, without her even knowing. I mean, just being around her my whole life, uh, every time, you know, I hear her talk, I just kind of picked up on that, and then I started uh, basing my South African accent off of hers. However... You know, if you see the color of my skin and how I look, uh, my South African accent does not suit my appearance. No way in hell. No. I'm supposed to talk like the Afrikaner brews, you know, the Hazard brew, brew, brew. Yeah, but I can't, that's all I can say in uh, in uh, the Afrikaner accent. Hazard, Hazard. Something like that. I don't know. I'm embarrassing myself on air, guys. Uh, with my accent. It sounded so much better in my head. And then when I just said it now, I'm thinking like, fuck, probably, if there's any South Africans listening to this, they're probably going to laugh the hell, laugh at me. So, um, but hey, I don't care. Whatever. I said it already. Um, yeah, South African accent, dogs, praying to God, dentures. Oh, here's the other thing. And this, this one is probably common in a lot of South African house- households, uh, is to never waste food ever. So even if you don't want to eat it, if they give you too much on your plate, you still have to eat it, right? And maybe that's, you know, maybe not in all, um, you know, uh, classes, social classes in in, uh, South Africa, but in the one that I am in, um, never waste food because you must appreciate the food that is given to you because there are plenty and plenty of other people uh, in the world that do not have the food that is on your plate right in, the, right in front of you. So you must eat. You must eat that damn food. 
If you waste it, you are getting a hiding, is what they call it, where we call it there. A hiding is basically a beating. Huh? Beat children. You never spank children. You spank a monkey. You beat children. Beat them. Yeah, that's a Trevor Noah thing. For those of you who are fans of him, look it up. And the last thing that I wrote down here that my grandma taught me was to always love your family because family will always be there for you. Friends and other people, like colleagues and everything, um, everyone else in your life sometimes can betray you and not be there for you when you need them most, but your family will always be there for you. Now, I know, you know, some people grew up in more broken families and everything and, you know, with astray family members and stuff. And that's that's true. I mean, it's it's not every family will be like this, but in, you know, in my family and I th- I would like to think mm, majority of families in the world, you know, your family will always be there for you. At least one person in your family will. And for me, that was many people, my grandma, my mom, my dad, everyone, you know. Which leads me to uh, the main reason I wanted to talk about my grandma today, and that is because about two weeks or so before I went to South Africa, no, it was actually one week, one week before I went to South Africa, my grandma that I'm talking about right now uh, passed away, and uh, it was because of COVID, actually. She passed away because of covid Um, however, she did have, um, diabetes as well. So she had some complications with that and everything. And apparently she, uh, obtained pneumonia as well, uh, after the COVID. So maybe just from her body's COVID response, maybe I, I don't know how it works, but grandma passed away, unfortunately. And so my mother and I went to South Africa to attend the funeral processions and everything and to be with the family. My dad would have gone as well, but unfortunately with his uh, health situation, it just wasn't worth the... He just couldn't be there because the risk was just too much, especially, you know, in a country that where COVID is a little bit more present uh, at the current time than in Canada and the U.S. and everything. Uh, not nowhere near the amount of people are vaccinated there as there are here so that is a thing so unfortunately yeah my father couldn't make it but my mother and I we did go and we saw you know my mom's sisters who are my aunts uh, and then their children which are my cousins who I've known my whole life and really for me being an only child you know they're the closest people I have so my cousins and everything so I'm really grateful to have seen them and everything. So we went and honored Grandma, um, had her funeral there. She was cremated. And yeah, all in all, it was a little bit of a bittersweet time, I will say, because you're there for a sad reason, which is that one of your family members has passed away and you're grieving and everything. But at the other on the other end of it, though, you know, being a family, that's kind of, you know, at least my mom and my dad and I, you know, we're one of the family, uh, members of the family that have moved away from South Africa and are, you know, elsewhere in the world. So for a family that's kind of spread uh, across the world, uh, to be 
reunited for an occasion, although it's a sad occasion, uh, was actually very nice. Very, very nice, I must admit. I really enjoyed being being there with my uh, my cousins again and everything because it's the first time for me in four years that I went there. And uh, my sixth, I think it was my sixth time overall going to South Africa. Uh, first time in four years since 2017. And my mother, it was first time since 2011 for her that she went back. Um, so about a decade actually for her since she has been there. And yeah, but you know, I had a good time all in all. I mean, an ex- it's an excuse to reunite with the family and enjoy yourselves. Um, and I think honestly, that's kind of what grandma would have wanted as well, right? Not to grieve over her forever and ever, you know, because life does move on um, afterwards, unfortunately. And you must, you know, just remember her and and everything, but not to grieve and grieve and grieve. Remember, um, feel sad for a little bit, pay your respects, whatever you need to do, and then move on and just, you know, be grateful that you're still alive. And so that's what we did. And so I had a great time, actually, with my cousins and everything. It was great. Uh, had some nice cookouts. We call them brais, um in South Africa as well. Um, some poikikos. So, uh, pochi. So it was good. A lot of food. I fattened up a lot, though, I must say. Now i got to lose all this weight. So drinking a beer doesn't really help. However, this is Coors Light that I'm drinking. So free plug for Coors. Sponsor me, please. Yeah. And with that being said, I think I would like to take a short music break here because after the break, I want to get into a little bit more of a nicer topic about grandma. I want to share with all you listeners out there the funny stories uh, that I experienced with my grandma, the funny adventures um, that we experienced throughout our time together. So stick around for more of the Evening Cue coming up after the break. Welcome back to the Evening Queue. This is Misha Peterzak once again, filling in for Miles Wolf because he is gone. There's an APB out on this guy. I don't know where he is, but he asked me to fill in for him while he's gone, conduct a couple interviews like from the last episodes. This episode, however, is a solo episode just from me, Misha, yours truly. Yes, you're welcome. And anyway, I was talking about my grandma this episode, my late grandma from South Africa, and we're going to get into some more lighthearted moments uh, with grandma. And 
first of all, I just wanted to say, you know, this woman was a tough nut. She was tough as nails. She didn't take shit from anyone. She also tough physically as well. I remember this woman. One of the earlier times I went to South Africa, I went and I stay at her house every time I'm there, just so you know. So I stay there all the time. And not this time that I went, but I think it was the last time, which was 2017 I went. And I uh, helped her one morning with all the stuff she does every day. Every day she does the same routine for, I don't however many years, you know, decades and decades. She did the same routine at her house. She'd get up, early riser like most elderly people, 5 a.m.-ish, somewhere like that. And in South Africa, the sun rises early, right? So 5 a.m., sun's already rising. Let's go. We go outside water the garden. Now, so many plants in this damn house, I'm telling you. So many goddamn plants. And we would water every single plant. We'd also... She had a problem with her drains, I think it was. Her plumbing. (coughs) Excuse me. And we would... So she showed me, actually, what she does. She takes big buckets of water, flushes it down the drain. And these buckets are heavy. Now, I assume she just drags them. But, you know, since I was there, I lifted them for her. She shows me, washes the drains every morning uh, because apparently they clog. So anyway, we do that. Water the plants. Clean up the dog's poop everywhere. Also feed, uh, feed the dogs at the same time so that they can poop later. You know, that's life, right? And um, <clears throat> so anyway, I knew she was tough as nails. And so that's why I had big expectations for her. Whenever she'd come to Canada and everything, I would say, okay, let's go. We would walk. She could walk forever. She would walk because um, she actually didn't drive throughout her life. So she would walk everywhere. So she would walk to the mall, to the grocery store to get everything, you know. And, you know, it's not just like down the road. It's, you know, a couple kilometers away. So multi-kilometer round trip to the grocery store, for instance. So I remember one time. That actually, the the last time I was there, 2017, we would walk to the mall, and that's about two kilometers away, I would say, and we were there to get, um, in the middle of the day to get, I think it was chicken at the time, chicken for dinner that night, and I walked with her, and you know, the area that she lives in, 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 uh, in South Africa, in Cape Town, not super safe, let's say, I mean, it's, it's okay, um, kind of in the middle somewhere you know but um in terms of safety but I walked with her and you know when I walked with her it's fine you know I I don't feel uh unsafe or anything and even if I walk by myself I'm you know I'm used to the the area and everything so you just act like you belong and everything will be good so anyway we walked to the mall we got went to the grocery store for a big uh nice chicken and uh they didn't have any chickens actually out there so we Went to the the counter, uh, the deli counter or the meat uh, department there, and asked where the chickens are. And they were actually preparing some to to put out there, but they it was only going to be ready in a couple hours from then. So my grandma says, "Well, I'm going to wait here uh, until I think it was we got there at 11 a.m. and the chickens were going to be ready at 1 p.m. So two hours." So she said, "No, I'm I'm going to sit here. I'm going to wait for for two hours in the mall." And she said, "You can walk. You can walk home." Uh, if, if you want. Uh, and I said, uh, oh, okay. And she said, yeah, you go watch TV or 
whatever. So I said, okay. Um, so she gives me the keys and I walk back through the area. Now me being, um, how do you say, I guess I'm white skin, let's say, in a colored area, in a darker skin area, and I'm the only person there. I mean, I have no problem with it, but, uh, you know, just in the back of my head, just like most people, you know, when you're the only one that kind of, and you kind of stand out in, in a place where, you know, everyone is a kind of a different color from you, I mean, yeah, people look at you, and the, the eyes gravitate towards you and everything, you know, and in a country that's not as safe as a first world country, uh, it, it could be dangerous, right? Especially if you don't know the area, but luckily for me, I did know the area, so I was okay. But then when I told my cousins later that I walked, I walked home a couple kilometers through back through the the hood, as we call it here. Um, they were like, "What? What did you do? Are you joking, man?" But uh, I said, "No, no, no, it's okay. Grandma told me to." So, Grandma has the approval, right, over everything. And they said, "Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, you know, if Grandma says it's fine, then I guess it's fine." So I did that, and um. And then I tell my mom and my dad later when I get back to uh, back to Canada, you know, and they were like, oh, my Misha, you're so lucky. Nothing happened. I said, no, nah, it's OK. It's OK. I'm, I'm a local now, you know. You know, I just walk up to people. I say, how's it, bro? How's it, bro? Every single time. How's it? Yes, yes, you're good. Yes. OK, OK, OK. And that's it. So I can blend in, except if they start speaking Afrikaans to me, then I, I they'll they'll know I'm, I'm a fake, that I'm not actually from there. So luckily, no one spoke to me uh, randomly on the street anyway. But when my grandma would come to Canada, uh, I remember these vividly. I'll never forget these, these moments I had with her. Um, one time, just my grandma and myself, we actually went to Seattle. So growing up in Vancouver, my parents, you know, are out there. Uh, we live close to the border, to the American border. So we went across the states, just my grandma and I. I just wanted to uh, spend a day with her. My parents were busy, so we went to Seattle, you know, show her something different, show her the states and everything. And in Seattle, Seattle, for those of you who don't know the city, is a very hilly city. There's a lot of incline and decline, and very steep, I must add, because it's close to the water. So we park our car. And we have to walk everywhere, right? So we went to um, we went to the Sa- Seattle underground uh, tour because Seattle used to be under uh, it actually flooded uh, many many years ago, and so they built the Seattle that you see today on top of the old city, and you can actually go underground where some underground infrastructure still exists, and you can see how um, how the city used to be at a lower level to sea level. So we went on that, and uh, I think we went to the waterfront, you know, Pike Place Market. For those of you, look it up, Pike Place. It's a very famous uh, place in Seattle where they throw fish. It's, a, you know, fish and a lot of merchants, single, you know, independent merchants that sell nice stuff. It's a really nice place if you ever want to go to Seattle. you got to check it out. So we went there, went to the waterfront, took pictures, blah, blah, blah. Now we have to walk back up to the car, which is up one of the steep inclines. And... um you know, I know my grandma's a little slower than me, but she will walk. She doesn't care. She will walk. and But she doesn't say when she's getting tired. So she just kept walking wherever I go. And, you know, I'm a young, young gun and everything. So I'm, and my, my body has less miles on it. So I can walk faster. But, you know, I, I would always wait for her to catch up. And I wouldn't pressure her or anything. And when we'd have to walk up the hills, what I do is with my grandma's is I, 
I put my my um, my hand on their back, and I give them a little boost from behind up the hill. And that she really she told me afterwards she really appreciated that because those hills are tough in Seattle. I must say, very very tough. But then um, a couple of days later, when I'm at home, uh, my mom says, "You know, your grandma said that you made her walk forever for so long in Seattle." And I said, "But grandma, grandma never told me." She never told me that she was that she was tired and everything. She just keeps, she doesn't say anything and she just keeps walking, you know, because she doesn't want to disappoint or anything. And which was, I was like, ah, oh, that's a good, good woman. She, <laughs> she, um, you know, doesn't want to say anything, even though she could, and I would have stopped and everything. But, you know, she was always didn't want to ruin anything, any enjoyment that from the day. So. If that's, I can't even explain the situation, but it was really, really fun, you know, spending the day with her walking, and I could see how far she walked, and I was really impressed for a woman of her age, in her 80s at the time, so that was fun. Always have that memory of my grandma and I together uh, touring another city that is neither of our homes. So, also, when she would come to Canada, though, at home, she would, uh, at my parents' house, she would garden the whole garden. She would tend to the garden and everything. And, you know, my family really, really loved it. I mean, my dad basically expected her to garden now, you know, jokingly, obviously, but he would always, you know, love my grandma coming over because then my mom didn't have to garden all the time. And because when my mom gardens, it means my dad has to help her all the time and he has no choice. So he was very pleased when grandma. South African grandma came over and gardened for us. Very nice. Very good favor that she would always do us. And also, it was good for me because that means I didn't have to help either, right? Because I am I was an adult at the time already. So I'm doing my own thing, right? So that was always good. The other thing about grandma, though, here's the other thing. One time. Actually, no. Before I say one time, she never drank. Or at least that's what she said. She said she she wouldn't she never drinks because she doesn't believe in alcohol. Blah blah blah. Okay, so grandma doesn't drink. Okay, but I'm I'm still going to. The rest of the family still does. Now you never really wanted to drink in front of her, you know, because she would always kind of you know give you that look, you know, that old person look, like you're doing what you want, but they don't approve of it and they don't like it, but they know they can't say anything because you know you're an adult and it's your right and everything. It's not like you're. You're cooking crystal meth in front of them or anything. I mean, come on. It's just a you know glass of wine, a, a bottle of beer or something. So grandma never drank. But my, my aunt one time told me that one time she bought, I think it was Bailey's, Bailey's or Amarula, one of those creamy liqueurs home from the bottle store, from the liquor store. And she got grandma to try it. And grandma really loved it, actually. But uh, she only had a little bit. So then a couple weeks go by, a few weeks go by, and my aunt wants to uh, have a drink from that bottle, from that same bottle of Bailey's slash Amarula. And she goes to the cupboard, and she looks at the bottle, and the bottle's finished. And my aunt knows she hasn't been drinking it these last couple weeks, and she and there's only one other person in the house, and that's Grandma. So my Grandma has been drinking that Amarula because it does taste nice, right? She loves it. And see, she would never admit that she that she would drink it. But she likes her stuff. She loves her stuff. 
you know, in secret though, because she's put up a front for so long, you can't, she can't break it down now, right? Just like another time when my grandma was uh, was in Canada, when in, in Vancouver, my mom said what she would do is she would tell grandma that, oh, this is just apple cider, like, you know, normal apple cider, not like alcoholic stuff. But what she'd do is she'd put a, just a little bit of vodka inside, inside of it too, and give it to her, and she would drink it, and then she would go to sleep after, not knowing that it was alcohol. <laughs> but see, alcohol does wonders, right? So yeah, that was always that was always fun when Grandma never knew that she was drinking alcohol, or she would drink in secret. You know, those times, those are great. Now, the biggest one for me though, um, is actually when my grandma from South Africa would come over to Canada and sh- and we would she would actually hang out with my other grandma from my dad's side who lives in Vancouver too and so my grandmas would just hang out so my my South African grandma would go to Canadian or Polish grandma excuse me um to her house in Vancouver and they would hang out for a few days and they'd go walk everywhere go on the buses do whatever do whatever the old women do and then we pick her up later in a few days but what I realized, though, is that when I'm with when I'm with both my grandmas, or even just one of them, but both my grandmas, and I'd take them out, and I'd go to lunch with them and everything, and I'd you know, be there on like a Saturday afternoon, a nice sunny Saturday afternoon or something, having lunch with my grandmas and everything. There's always cute girls that are waitressing at these places, right? At these restaurants and stuff. And I don't know what it is. I've told other people this, too. I don't really know how this works, but... When I'm with my grandmas, and there's a cute girl there, cute waitress and everything, I don't know. They're just they're just so much more nicer nicer to me, and they actually more are more interested in me. You know, a guy, just a nice young bachelor taking out his grandmas for lunch. You know, yet he could be hanging out with his friends or doing something on the weekend or whatever. But no, I'm with my grandmas. I like I enjoy spending time with my grandmas out out in public. You know, and they're not in care homes, right? And they're just living by themselves. But I take them out. Have have something to eat and everything, and spend the day with them, and it's just so much more attractive to to girls. I feel, you know. So that's why. Now, unfortunately, South African grandma has passed away, so now I only have my my grandma, uh, Polish grandma in Vancouver to do this with. So I don't know. This is a strategy for all you men out there. If you're if you're single and everything, I suggest, yeah, if you still have are fortunate enough to have a grandma left, or even a grandpa, any any grandparent, you know. Take them out for lunch on the weekends. Take them out somewhere to a nice a nice place. Not just Denny's or or Wimpy's or something like that. But take them to, you know, a nice nice restaurant where also, you know, adults and young people go and everything. Because there will there will be a nice uh a nice how do you say, scenery, let's say, for you for you there. And they will notice you being there with your with your with your grandparents. So it could be a nice way to pick up girls. I don't know. I mean, I've never really followed through on asking out any of these girls that I meet when I'm with my grandparents because I just don't feel like it's appropriate, really. But I don't know. I don't know. I might, I might have to ask permission from my one remaining grandma if I can ask girls out when I'm with her, you know. I think she would be okay. She knows that I'm that I'm a single bachelor and everything. So she knows that, uh, yeah, I, I want to, uh, you know, fuck as many girls as I can and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But with all that being said, I think what people can take away from 
from what I'm telling you guys today is that with your loved ones and your family members and everything, cherish the memories that you make with these people. Never forget, right? Even though, you know, families always have drama and don't agree all the time and everything, just appreciate the time you have with people because you've all heard the saying, and I'm sure you know this, life is very short, very, very short, and it can change at a moment's notice, in an instant, and you don't want to be having regrets of, you know, not spending enough time with your loved ones or people you care about. You want to never regret anything, never regret that you didn't do more and that you didn't call them enough or you didn't talk to them enough or you were mad at them for too long because once they die, you know, you can never repair uh, any of those those feelings and you'll be regretting it for the rest of your life. So, you know, if you still have parents, you know, children or grandparents or whatever, any family members or people you care about, just take the time to call them once in a while, you know, see how they're doing because they do really appreciate it. And, you know, I, I know I probably could have called more often than I did my grandma in my life. I don't regret it, though, but I'm looking back on it now that she's gone, you know. I can never really talk to her again now and see how she's doing, see how life is. And unfortunately, you know, this COVID took her away, but um, I'm really glad she had a long life and everything. I think she lived it to the fullest and, you know, it doesn't mean that you know, I won't see her again, though. Um, so with that being said, I appreciate everyone for listening. And for my grandma, um, it's not so much goodbye. It's more of see you later. Thank you, everyone. Good night. <laughs>